Wow, this is a privilege. We're going to do something different today, and we got these wonderful women on the stage today. And uh, I'm going to introduce them. Our, our, our hope today is to really learn and grow together, and it, we think that all people uh, in our church today are going to grow from this and get something out of this. So first of all, my wife, Franca, she's here. Thanks for being here, honey. And uh, Amy is here with us today, Dina as well, and Sue. And I love uh, kind of the variety of, uh, of their backgrounds and even where they grew up. Sue grew up in South Africa, and Sue has adult children. Um, Dina grew up in Laval, right? And uh, she has one little girl named Ife, beautiful girl. And Amy grew up in rural Ontario, right? And she has four kids under the age of... Un- four kids under the age of six. <laughs> and, uh, and then my wife, Franca, uh, we have two, two teenage kids... And so, and she grew up in Montreal North. And so, yeah, it's cool. So um, anyways, it's so good to have you guys with us today. And uh, I thought it'd be fun just to give us a little glimpse, like just before we start, is there something unique you'd love to tell us about yourself? Or what's your passion? Your, what's your favorite hobby? What's something before we get into like some serious questions? Anything? Come on, share. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, you're all on. You're all on. Go for it. Can you hear me without this? No, you need it. You need it. You need it. Put it close to your chin. I hate the sound of my voice in my head. It's okay. Go for it. Is it on? Yeah, it's great. Um, I'm a teacher, and I'm passionate about plants and people. And the third (laughs) thing I'm passionate about, notice all the Ps, is one that starts with I, and that's imperfect. I'm beginning to learn to love the imperfect. My passion is poetry. Some people know that. <laughs> um, I, am, I am all about words and their power to transform and inspire. And so whether they're spoken or written, whether they're lyrics and songs, I'm fascinated by them. And I think they are um, the easiest and most direct way sometimes to undermine the things that make us uncomfortable. Something I'm passionate about is um, just being outside and working in the garden. That would be one of my hobbies. And um, I just, I really love kids. I was a teacher before um, I was a mom. And so that's another passion of mine, teaching in all kinds of different ways, I guess. But so you thought you and Jared would build a classroom with four kids? Is that, <laughs> is that the... We're not the only four. is not very big. <laughs> <laughs> intimate setting, intimate yeah. setting. Yeah, so I, I really enjoy being with kids. Uh, obviously my own, but other kids as well, so... Um, I would say um, my passion would be people, and my passion is also watching people's journeys. Good or bad, it's still a journey, but I love watching people on their journey, and I love watching and being sometimes a part of that journey, just to encourage and, um, and sometimes just love on people. That, I would say that's my passion. <laughs> Awesome. Let's get to now. When we, as we talk, ladies, I'm going to ask you to make sure the mic is always close to your chin, and you guys can equalize the strength in that. All right. So um, let's get. So let's just start off. Like, what's the? What do you enjoy most about being a mother? What do you enjoy most about being a mother? Yes. Start us off, Dina. The laughs. Our our daughter is hilarious, and so I I do Facebook updates every now and then about what she's up to. Um, but I think having her see things for the first time, so she's five, and one of her teeth is loose now, and she came yesterday, and she was like, Mommy, are you proud of me? 
because she knows that means that she's growing up. So she said, I'm so proud of myself. And so the things that, the way she describes life and things that we find so ordinary is amazing. Nice. That's cool. I would say mine is similar in that it just, I think one of the funnest things about being mom is just being with your kids and having fun with them and just doing life with them is so fun. Like the funny, the funny things they do and they say and it's just, um, it's a privilege to be there from start until someday they leave your house. But it's just so fun to watch them grow because they're growing so fast and they're doing so many things and um, it's just, it's so fun, you know, not, not to say all the time, but um, for the most part, it's just, it's a joy to just delight in your kids. I would say for me, I, from when they were little, I've just loved every stage. <laughs> every stage that I get to see them growing is just the most amazing thing. And I remember um, when my kids were about eight, like 10, my son must have been 10, so Julia was about seven. And I don't know about any other parent, but you keep hearing like, oh, those are the preteens, the teen years are coming, they're so hard, it's so draining, it's the worst stage you're ever going to experience, or oh, can you give them in during the teen years and get them back in their 20s? Or... And I remember just being like, wow, but it's just been so much fun, and just watching them um, learn every stage was just always such a beautiful thing for me. I got to experience when they were little, um, who God was through them, how quick they forgave when I was wrong, how quick they were saying, Mommy, I forgive you, and I saw the love of Jesus in them, and it would remind me who Jesus was. And so I'm like, God, you know, like, are the teenage years that bad? Like, I love the teenage years. I want, I want them to be just as fun. And I remember going to um, a conference, and there was a church um, a couple there, and um, and I remember Dave and I were together, and they had asked uh, if anybody wants prayer for anything. You know, you can go and see them, and they'll pray with you. And so Dave and I looked at each other. We're like, um, I don't know. Do you need anything? Well, let's just go. Let's just go. We'll be prayed for. It's always good. <laughs> so <laughs> we went, and um, we sat there. And the first thing they asked us was, "So, how old are your kids?" And, you know, I said 10 and 7. They're like, oh, the preteens, they're going to be teenagers. You're so lucky. I'm like, really? I'm like, you're the first people to tell us that. Like, I've never heard that. Like, are you serious? Because I'm really hoping. And they're like, oh, it's the most amazing stage of life. You get to experience a whole new thing with them where... They're exploring who they are, and you get to journey that with them. And like I said, I'm passionate about journeying with people. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so exciting. <laughs> so um, now they're in the middle of being teens, and they're just, like, in the middle stages. Andrew's 17, Julia's 14, and I'm loving it. I love the teenage years. So people tell you, like, the teenage years are the worst years. I would say, again, Watching them and this, what, me watching them discover who they are and them flourishing and how God has gifted them and them flourishing in, in who they are is such a privilege for me as a mom to be a part of that journey. 
And so that's my favorite part, is them discovering God at every stage of life. Thank you. I was gonna, yeah, go for it. So I was going to interrupt my wife, but I thought, should I interrupt my wife in public on Mother's Day? It's not good. So I just held back. But anyways, go for it, Sue. I just wanted to say I, I, I can relate to what you're saying about journeying with your children. It's a real privilege. And I know that some of you don't have children, but if, even if you don't, Having close friends or having family, if you're here, you didn't drop in from space. You have parents, at least. And so your family members are like a very privileged window into the world. You're as close to a human as you can get when you have a family member. And you can watch their life unfold in ways that are incredible. It's a real privilege to be a human. And even more so to be a parent, whether you're a father or a mother, to be able to walk through all those stages of having them say funny things, like my daughter would sit on her legs when she was little and get up and say, my legs are the needle in, <laughs> instead of pins and needles, or whatever you, <laughs> what do you say, pins and needles? Yeah. Yeah, and funny things like that to being at, during the teenage years where they're kind of discovering who they are to where I have three adult children, 28, 31, and 33. Mm. And it's like amazing to see how they've turned out. And I was part of that journey all the way. It's a real privilege. So what, what would be the most difficult thing you've experienced as parents? Well, you know, so far, up to date, what's, John has some instructions for us, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, what would be some of the most, maybe, maybe Amy, I don't know if you have something that comes to mind first, you can start. Um, I think something that's, I mean, I've only been a mom for about six years now, but I think... Times four, um, though, so... That's true. <laughs> but I think something that is the most difficult is when you know that you've messed up, I find that really hard. Um, but at the same time, you see your kids so easily forgive. And I think it's difficult, um, but at the same time, it's good because you just see, like, it reminds me of grace. And it's mm. like the grace that your kids bestow on you um, when you've messed up and you think, oh, am I going to scar them, you know? <laughs> um, so they bestow grace on you. And um, I think just understanding more God's grace to us when we mess up and, um, and I think also being grace, gracious to yourself um, is hard. As a mom, I think that's difficult. But also just knowing your kids, watching them grow, and it's such a delight. But at the same time, as a mom, it's scary because I, like, it's so hard to watch your kids suffer through things um, and to let them suffer. And knowing that they need to do it sometimes, it's a hard part of being a mom, I think. And and uh, just knowing that they're just going to continue to go through things that are hard and suffer. And that's, that's a hard thing okay. to watch. Yeah. Anyone else? Like, just an aspect of being a mom that's been a difficult aspect. And maybe it was a painful season. Maybe it was something else. I'm not sure. I think for me it was a personal journey. Not so much a difficulty because the kids were difficult. But as a, as a young mom... I thought I could have a perfect family. If I did everything right, my kids wouldn't encounter the same pain that I had. 
and they wouldn't make some of the same mistakes because I had quite a traumatic uh, childhood. And so when they started to make mistakes or things went wrong or not due to their choices, stuff happens. I was disillusioned and I found that the hardest thing until I realized that there are no perfect humans. And then it took the pressure off me. And I think one of the big revelations that I had for dealing with all these really, really difficult things, both in my own life as a human, as a mother, as a person, as a friend, as a spouse, was to spend time with God. And I brought an illustration because I'm a teacher, but I have to use another mic. Give her your mic. It's my ladder. So what I have found, what I am finding, because I haven't arrived yet, I'm down here, is that when I've got a real tough situation and I'm really distraught and I'm crushed and I feel like I want to fix this. I want to control this because I think as moms, don't we all do that? We just want to fix. We want to give up. We want to sacrifice. We want to meet all their needs. We want to just love and love and love and love and love. And sometimes it just doesn't work. Is to get perspective, to climb the ladder out of the now into the future is so helpful for me. And the only way I do that is through intimacy with Jesus. Because when he, when I get where he is with my kids, then I go, it's okay. I don't have to handle this because someone much better is doing it mm. and loves them much more and much more perfectly. That's great. What about you, Frank or Dina? Any aspects that's been difficult? Okay. Um, we've talked about this a little bit, Dave. We are raising a daughter in, in a city where many people don't look like her. And so recently, if you've watched the news, there are many, many stories coming out about people who are being mistreated because of who they are. So we have a daughter who is so loving and so curious and has so much affection for people our dilemma is how do we not take that from her in a world that often will reject her because of what she looks like and who she is. And so we struggle with this a lot because even within communities of faith, it happens. We are people. We are imperfect. We have beliefs and ideas, sometimes not our own. So how do we raise this beautiful, wonderful child to understand that sometimes people are not going to be as loving and, and open to her as she is to them without teaching her to fear, without teaching her to have her own prejudices and without taking away that thing that she has that God gave her that she needs for her life. 
So I think that's, that's, that's brought up stewardship for us, that these beautiful children that we are blessed to raise are actually not ours. They are God's, and they are here to fulfill purposes beyond what we see and understand. And so our fears and prejudices can't go with them because they don't belong in that place where those children are going to go. So I think that's a real struggle for us. How do we raise her to love God and to love God's people in spite of the fact or knowing the fact that these things are going to happen. Well, thanks for sharing that. You want to add to that? Sue? I just want to respond a little bit because I'm, a, I'm not an expert, but my, I've come through all of those fears. And to say that something I've learned mostly as a human is that it's okay to be broken. It's okay for her to get hurt and it's okay for her to have fears and for you to have fears because I, I was, Amy gave me a book um, called, um, actually I bought it, The Way of Abundance, and it's by Anne Voskamp, and she talks a lot about brokenness and she talks about stars, and I'm not a physicist or an astronomist or anything like that, but the only way stars shine is to break. And when they break, they, they implode on each other and they give out this intense energy and intense light. Mm. And it is through the breaking that there is abundance. So as a mother, I'm learning not to fear brokenness and mistakes. It's okay. Because I'm old enough. I'm really old. So <laughs> I've been around long enough to see God's faithfulness redeem everything. Mm. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. And yet, and, and I can imagine there's interior, there's other experiences, there, there's the kind of fears you're talking about that come from outside of ourselves, you know? And so that's something to really be mindful of. And if you've met uh, Diana's daughter, Ife, she just has a beautiful smile that you want to keep, you know, and you want to keep nurturing. And so... And you wanted to maybe share something about that, about uh, the difficult aspects. I would say um, I, I, I resonate with Sue. It, it's, for me, it was, it's been more personal. And I would say, um, I, I, would say I, I got lost sometimes in mothering. And I, I would forget who I was, who I was in Christ and how God gifted me. And I was at times... And I'm sure many moms resonate with this. Is I, I was so busy doing, so busy doing, I was forgetting to listen to how God had gifted me because I had to fix everything. I had to make sure that everybody was okay. I had to make sure my husband was okay. I had to make my, sure my kids were okay. I was so busy doing that I forgot to listen. And... That took a lot of restoration. <laughs> yeah, it took a lot of restoration. So even in the video, when I, when I talk about um, coming out of a season, that's a very long season that I'm coming out of because I lost myself in the process of mothering, and I lost myself in the process of being a wife and church planting. So when you say intimacy... That, for me, is everything. It always was. When I was a teenager, 
that when, that's why I, I love these years, and I didn't want to miss out on them because that's when I discovered God's call on my life. And I knew that I was going to be in ministry at the age of 14. So when I think that far back, when I was in God, who am I? And I lost sense of all control of who I was. I went back to remembering who God called me to who I was at the age of 14. And he was reminding me who I was when he called me. So these years are amazing. (laughs) And I don't want my kids to miss out on God's calling on their life, whatever it is. And I want to be a part of that journey. So, yeah, so that was the hardest part for me is losing myself in the process. Wow. There, so maybe a lot, you guys have already mentioned this. I was going to ask, you know, where has your faith been tested the most? So I've heard it a little bit, but is there any specific area where you feel your faith has been tested the most in this journey as a mom or even as a woman? Um, for me as a mom, it's been um, remembering that the tongue can be the most dangerous member. Um, that the things that we say have such lasting impact, and not in, you know, am I going to scar them for life, but the, what, what comes after that? You know, we get frustrated, we get angry, things need to be done, we got to get out of the house, all of that stuff, and we say things and say things and say things, and I've been really reminded lately, Psalms 46.10, be still and know that I am God. The day is going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You're going to get where you're going. You're going to do what you need to do. Does this need to be a moment of antagonism and something that she's going to remember because my mom's voice is still in my head? (laughs) You know, good and bad, right? And so I want to be mindful of that. And I think that's been one of those like, ooh, what are you saying right now? Why are you saying what you're saying right now? Is that really necessary? You know, I want her to, to hear me say Ife more than I say Ife. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's amazing. And I think all of us can get that, like, in our relationships, in our conversations, whether you're a parent or not, right? Like, what do you want people to get from you on that day, on that moment? What will they remember? That's powerful. Thanks. Any, anything else, like, where your faith has been tested along this, along this journey? I think... Um similar to just what I mentioned before, just about their futures. It's, it's hard to... Um, I think I have to continually remember that God is in control, and I'm not. Like, I, ca- I can't control what I want to control, and, and it's not good for my kids, you know? So I think that it's hard to just look in the future and know that, yes, they are going to suffer. Um, it's, it's hard as a mom, and um, I think also just adding on to what Dina said, I was, I've also been thinking about the same thing the last few weeks, and the verse that keeps coming to mind is the verse in James where it says, I think it's James, it says, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. And it's hard to do, <laughs> and I find often when one of my kids is really impatient, um, if I look at myself... And I realized, oh, okay, you know, I think he also was impatient because of me, because I wasn't one of these things, you know. I wasn't, I wasn't quick to listen, or I interrupted, or I was just r- rushing him, or something like that. So it's also a good reminder to look at ourselves as moms, because 
and give grace to ourselves, but at the same time look at ourselves and think, okay, how am I contributing to this? Because I am in some way, or how do I respond in the right way um, when my child is impatient? Because it can quickly escalate, and, um, and that verse is so true, because it's what we want to teach our kids. We want our kids to become patient, and we want our kids to um, be quick to listen and slow to speak and, and not get angry quickly. So... Um, yeah, I think that is a hard part of parenting, but it is also something I've been thinking about recently, just mm. reminding myself about that verse. <coughs> I've had the same struggle, and I still struggle with it. And I call it perspective, and it's, it's um, being able to endure the present and, and frame it in terms of the future. Parenting is for the future. The moment that you're having the conversation with the child is very, is very small in significance in the moment, but it can have a massive impact in the long run. So I have another visual aid. <laughs> I brought my binoculars. Thank you. Because I think that parenting is about looking as far into the darkness as we can. It's okay, I don't need that. Sorry, Keep Dave. going. I have a lot of stuff. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> she, she doesn't need it. Uh, just confirm that. <laughs> it's, parenting is about knowing what you want in the long run for your kids. Having a target, having goals. And it's not for success. What do you really want your kid to have that you don't want to be missing? And try and look at the current situation in terms of that. So it's looking with binoculars, looking ahead. And I, because I'm so old, I've had lots of experience, lots of history, lots of hardships, but I've also had lots of triumphs. I have seen my children's, the little trees that they were, be shaken and swept by the wind and pushed and pulled. But because of that, their roots grew real solid. And we lived in lots of countries. They went to 11 different schools. It was not kind of ideal. But I'm hoping that they can weather storms because of that. So be encouraged that all these things happen for a reason and and God is in control. You might feel like you're in the head of the whale, but he's in control. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, go continue. Yeah, I, again, it, like I'm hearing these moms, it's the same with me. And I think most moms resonate with that is the control aspect. You know, when they're little and they're babies, you are in full control. You put them in that car seat. They ain't going, un they're not going anywhere. They're like, that, uh, there you are. Until like, and so that control aspect is you've got everything under control. And then as they get older, you start to lose more and more, more control. And I remember when Andrew was born, um, just God giving me the reminder that he is mine. He does not belong to you. You are journeying with him. And I had this huge responsibility um, to guide and to love and to nourish. But my kids belong to him from day one. And... And as I've started to lose control, and my kids have to make decisions that I might not like, and my kids will make decisions that 
I might be over the moon that they've made because I'm so excited. But there has been some journeys that Andrew's experienced that I wish he had never experienced or that he's never would have never had to see that. But that is not in my control. And God keeps reminding me, remember what I told you. He does not belong to you. And when he's come out of seasons that have hurt him, but I've seen growth, that's when he reminds me, that's when my creator reminds me that I've got him. When I'm not there, my God is with him. And I remember my mother telling me all the time when I would go to school and I'd come home, I'm like, Ma, you don't know what happened today. Do you know what happened today? And she'd be like, and she'd listen. She's like, well, I'm on my knees every day for you. And you know what? I believe my mother's prayers protected me. And her guidance, sometimes, you know, like you hear, sometimes it's better to be quiet as a parent than to speak. And that was my mom. I had the best example. My mother, my mother knew teenagers. I don't know how she did, but she did. <laughs> and she knew when to stay silent, and she knew when to speak. But a lot of her speaking was through prayer. And I pray I can be that for my kids. So control is a big one, and I'm sure every mom will experience that control aspect and reminding themselves and having God remind them that they don't belong to you before they belong to him. That's awesome. So maybe one, one last kind of quick round to wrap it up. Um, you guys, you've shared so much. I was going to ask you what spiritual theme, and yet the themes came up. <laughs> I was going to ask you, you know, what you hope for your kids, and that all kind of came up in the discussion already. But maybe what, what's one thing you've learned? In, maybe it's a word or a phrase that we can all glean from and uh, that you've learned as, in your role as a mom that is not just for your, your mothering, but it's for you as a person, as a human being, as a Christ follower. Is there one, just one thing you feel like this, is gonna, this, this learning is going to take me through life? I didn't give you that question ahead of time. Look there, thank you. I think for me it's 1 Corinthians ten thirteen where he speaks about us, he will not allow us to be tempted. And I don't mean tempted in sort of moral sin. My temptation in parenting, in parenting is to, to intervene when God is working. So that temptation to become discouraged or to take over or to over-function for my kids, he will not allow me to be tempted beyond that. And he will provide a way out, not an escape, because it's up to me, but he'll provide a way out for me to stand up under it. That's what the scripture says, to stand up under that pressure. Thank you. Yeah, it's good. For me, it's, um, it's, I think it's Philippians 4.10 about peace that surpasses understanding there there are moments when things are happening and it, and it feels like okay this i i have no idea how this is gonna get sorted out and jason and i have often said to each other and brilliantly and and by divine intervention it's one of us when the other one is going loopy that it's like no no wait you feel that 
that's the piece that surpasses understanding. Hold on, we're okay. And I think whatever it's been with us, with her, with, with our families, with life and jobs and finances and everything, I think if one of us can get quiet and still that piece that surpasses understanding will be there. And if we latch onto that, then everything else could be going like this. But at the end of it, it's all going to settle down. And God has always been in control of it, whether we felt like we had anything to do or not. Mm. And I think we both have been very thankful for those moments because it is busy. Being a parent is busy and can be overwhelming and can be all of those things <laughs> um, no matter what stage. Um, someone's always telling you like, oh, there's this and wait for that and all of that. But there is peace in connection with God and it will surpass understanding. And we have both found it that I don't know why we're okay right now. It sh- we shouldn't be, but we're good. That's good. A verse that comes to mind um, for me as a mom, but as a woman too, um, that I have been thinking about as well is the verse, and I don't know where it's from, but it's love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, um, and I think, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so I've been reminded kind of as we've been, um, as our oldest is in school and the future in schools and just society can sometimes be scary. And um, and just trying to figure out how do we navigate this? How do we equip our kids to live in this world? Um, and how do we protect them but not protect them too much? And all these kind of questions, it's really hard as a parent. And um, I was reminded kind of just thinking about this the last year or so and just reminded of the verse because what we really desire for our kids is that they will love God with their hearts and with their soul and their minds and then and love their neighbors as themselves as themselves and they'll be okay if if they can do this if we can reach them to get to this point then that's that's what we want for our kids above all and that's what jesus wants for us (laughs) he's like hey love god love other people and that is that sums up like all the scriptures which is so good any last thoughts i would say um never stop pursuing to hear god's voice And that's for me, that's for my kids, that's for my husband, that's for anyone in this room. Never stop pursuing hearing God's voice and allowing him to remind you of who you are and how he's created you and, and how he's going to use you in so many different ways because that's how he's wired you. You are not someone else. He has created you in a very unique way. And try not to be somebody else. Try not to be the next person that you admire or you look up to. But be who you are because God's created you in a very specific way. And that's what I would say is pursue listening to God's voice. If you don't know how, then ask somebody, what does that mean? What does that look like? How does that work? But he's the one who guides, leads. Having the spirit guide you and lead you, that's when... That's when you're going to be the example to your kids because when you don't have that control and you don't have all of that that you want to be to your family, they see that you have this relationship with God and that you're hearing God's voice. And that's where it all starts is your intimacy with Christ. Mm-hmm. This is good. This is so good. I love this. You know, I, I had a short, like, five-minute message plan, but we're past 12 o'clock, so I'll just save it for next year. And um, 
you know. And we've heard so much good, like, themes and truth come out of this. And, um, you know, standing up under temptation, um, peace, you know, love, listening to God's voice. This is not... Um, this is not a mother's thing. This is a human thing. We, we need to grow in these ways. And thank you for sharing, sharing with us. Thank you for sharing your, your stories with us today and pieces of that for being vulnerable in some, some point, uh, moments. And I've learned tons of stuff from my wife. <laughs> and um, and uh, what she talks about her, her mom, my mother-in-law, like I, I, have to, I have to learn that too. I can be the reverse, right? I can like want to talk and say stuff and fix things. And um, so it's so, so much wisdom there. So just thank you. Thank you for, for sharing today. Mm. So good. You can stay. We're going we're gonna to close. So let's wrap up. I'm going to close in prayer. Sounds good. We'll close all sitting down and uh, just be grateful for this morning and what the Lord has taught us. And I encourage you, uh, you know, some of the things that were mentioned here, it's part of spiritual growth. If you're here at First Time Guest, thank you for joining us. Come back. Like, what's the next step if you've come here and... God has touched your heart in some way, a next step for you might be just, just come back. Join us next week. Uh, come explore faith with us. Come explore uh, Jesus and who he is with us and life with us. And we long for that. And if you need uh, encouragement and nurture, you know, Frank has said, how do we grow in listening to God's voice? We, we grow through spiritual practices and through community. And that's the, the core of, of, uh, of our rhythms here at Westside. So we want to journey with people that way. So please... If you're new here with us and, um, you know, you want to keep growing that way, we'd love to help journey with you. But let's pause and pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for um, just the opportunity to hear from these women, from these mothers, from their experiences, um, from the various ways that you've taught them, that you've encouraged them, that you have walked with them through ups and downs. Thank you for um, some of the direct encouragement and insight they've given to other moms and parents today. Thank you for the insight and truth that came through them for all of us today. Um, God, if we have a heartbeat, we needed to hear much of what they said today, uh, regardless of our age or gender. And so um, we're grateful for that. And may there be some pieces of what was shared today. If, if, if there's something you're doing in our hearts right now, in this month, in this season, that we need to take further, that we need to dwell on, God, may, by the power of your Holy Spirit, may those themes uh, be right at the front of our minds and hearts. May we meditate on them and explore them and, and search them through the Scriptures and dialogue in community with them, God, because we long to be the kind of people that you have... Um, you have intended for us to be. And, um, and just like every parent, um, I pray would look at their children and realize that they are yours. Uh, we end our gathering today saying, God, we are yours. And we long to, uh, we surrender ourselves to what you want to do in and through us, Lord, as we continue journeying in life with you, uh, calling Jesus Lord. Um, and God, for some today that are here, maybe for the first time or here as a guest, and they've just, maybe their, their spiritual appetite has been wet for something that is more. Um, God, I pray that you would help them and empower them to make some of these next steps. And may we be a community that walks with them and alongside them, God, because we are not meant to walk alone. Um, so we bring this to you, God, in Christ's name. And we, we also just end thanking you for the, the mothers and women in our lives. We're so grateful. You have blessed us in so many ways because of them. And we're grateful, God, um, 
And we, we just lift up all people today as we close and pray your blessing upon them. In your name we pray, amen.